Hello and welcome to the AVSJ podcast. I'm back with my buddy Aaron. How are you doing today, Aaron? Hello, I'm good. Yeah, we've just had a lovely chat with a special guest. Ooh. Yeah. One that my mum will be excited Ooh. about because um, he's actually a family friend of mine and a good friend of yours. Yeah. It is the boy Jashy Beats. Or yeah. Jash. Okay, Jash. If Sultan. you're my mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really good episode. We we did it about sampling, mm-hmm. uh, chatting about like kind of the history of sampling, uh, what it means to copy, what it means to be original, kind of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, beat making in general, I liked it. It was a good episode. Yeah, we kind of went all over the place. I guess it's closest to our ghostwriting episode where we're just kind of exploring one theme and we're mm. talking about different people's um, perspective on it and how people change the way that sampling's seen. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Listen, Josh was a good and energetic guest. Is exactly mm. what we needed. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love my guests that just don't talk at all and just <laughs> sit there quietly. It just, hmm, yep, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Don't have much. No, to say that. We 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 never had a guest like that. They've all been terrific. If you, yeah, if any of them are listening to this, yeah, shout out to Jay Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hit up Suit Man. That guy creeps me too much. Yeah, we'll hit him up. See when he's next in London. We'll meet up. Yeah, although probably that's not going to be for a few years. Bro, he'll come to see us. (laughs) Yeah. So enjoy. We've got quite the show on ahead for you. (laughs) Let me try that again. (laughs) We've got quite the show. (laughs) Please enjoy. (laughs) One more time. Okay, take three. Take three. All right. Alright. Please enjoy this great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, enjoy. Hello and welcome to the AVSJ podcast. I'm here with my buddy Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? Yeah, good, bro. How are you? This I'm good. This time we've got a a specialist expert guest on. Guest. Our friend. A guest guest. (laughs) And you can be a specialist and an expert. I'm very flattered. Yeah. Our boy Josh Salter, a.k.a. Joshy Beats. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing very well. It's an honour. I'm a big fan. Maybe your biggest. (laughs) Oh, Honestly, honestly. Big claim. Honestly. (laughs) Well, it's a pleasure to have you on so far. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just you fucking wait, mate, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, this week we've got Josh on because we're doing an episode, an episode about sampling, sampling in hip-hop, sampling in music in general. And Josh has done a dissertation on, was it on... It was effectively on what, there was a guy who wrote a series of essays on what black music is. Except he only applied it to gospel music, African traditional music, stuff like that. And I effectively took his writings and see if his theories applied to hip hop. And um, they generally did, kind of. Interesting. And for that, we thought he'd be an excellent guest for sampling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's get it. We thought like we would kind of start with... I mean, a very brief history of sampling, but I feel like we've done this in other episodes. Mm-hmm. But like, kind of, what it was about at the beginning was like DJs in New York. I think, in particular, Brooklyn and the Bronx would play like disco breaks and like rewind the disco breaks and like play that on repeat. 
Yeah. And then eventually they get like MCs to come on and like just spit a couple words over it. And then from there it kind of took off. But Josh, you were saying in the build up that that's not entirely true of how it came about. Everything you said was completely factual. And there's, yeah, you didn't say anything wrong. I think there's definitely, it was such a, it was such a movement in like really like pretty run down areas. Like in the place in the Bronx where they're having these street parties, they were like rough areas and it was very, very multicultural. So there's a lot of, there are lots of people originally hailing from Jamaica, fucking South America, lots of like Cuban influences. And as a result, all of this shit they were sampling, they were sampling like their parents' records, their grandparents' records. Mm-hmm. Fucking DJ Cool Herc was sampling fucking King Tubby, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, shit like that. Like, so it's definitely exactly what you're saying, but I think there's just a definitely a massive like, cultural undercurrent to the whole thing that I just think makes sampling such an interesting topic mm-hmm. yeah because what what you're kind of saying is that like that's the birth of it within hip hop and also that is the birth of hip hop is DJ Cool Herc's Eff- effectively yeah yeah but it's come from other cultures and other genres before that exactly exactly but to be honest you can kind of say that for all music like mm. You could argue that hip-hop came from blues or some shit like that, you, mm. kind of. But you see where I'm coming from with that. Like, everything yeah. takes influence from exactly. everything. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to explain briefly what sampling is? Right, so for me, right, it is about taking, taking a different composition, mm-hmm. using it in a certain way and melding it into your own creative vision. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's lovely. how I'd define it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I've practiced that all week, honestly. <laughs> and what that is, is taking an actual recorded piece mm-hmm. of music and restructuring yeah. it rather than yeah. something like a, like a cover where it's you're just reused. Maybe a cover was a bad example. Rather than inspiration where you're taking the ideas from something and then yeah. you're making your own thing yeah. from it. Yeah, well, it's actually mm. funny because when the sample was originally invented, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. The, f- the first one, they didn't intend it for hip-hop producers to actually sample it. Mm-hmm. They intended it for live musicians to effectively create a one-man band. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd do it so they'd sample a guitar riff and they could play that while they played in some drums and then they could sing. And then before you know it, just using one machine, you could sound like you're fucking mm. Pink Floyd. But then people like Jay Diller came on and they were like, no, fuck that. Let's take this music, chop that up and mm. put that into a piano, make some crazy shit. And then we got donuts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the one man band with no cymbals exactly. on knees anymore. It's sick. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> well, I think that was like, I might be misremembering, but I feel like that was actually like uh, advertising like, or like marketing ploy for NPCs and sampler instruments like that is that you can be your own band and you don't need to rely on like all these other things. You can have every instrument you want in this one machine. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's definitely an idea of kind of like taking the domain of music away from the musician. Mm-hmm. I think um, yeah. over the last 15, 20 years, there's definitely been a significant less focus on a requirement for talent and musicians, I think. Mm. Because mm. these days, back in the day, a producer was a guy that got all the artists in the room, said, right, you do this you play but at the end of the day it's on you like mm. if you're the beach boys mm. you gotta sing well i'm not i'm not producing these days if someone says producer they assume you've made a beat or they assume you've yeah. composed something of some sort mm. 
Yeah, I feel like the term producer has basically just become beatmaker. Exactly. Rather than like, mm. I watched like, I don't know if you watched them Defiant ones, that yeah, thing about yeah. Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Jimmy Iovine was a producer in the 70s and it was essentially, he would go into the studio with people like Stevie Nicks and mm. artists like of that ilk and be like, do it like this, do it like, sing it like this or like, play like this rather than yeah. kind of almost like a director. Yeah. And then um, now it's more just like if you're a producer, you make your beats, mm-hmm. you give them someone and they kind of do their thing on it instead. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, that creative direction, I think. Um, it's funny that though, because I think that kind of idea of creative direction now is slightly more been put into the hands of the engineer. If you go into a studio mm. session with any artist these days, it'll be the engineer that's kind of like the guy like, hey, have you thought about adding a bit more urgency into this bar? Or mm. what mm. about, how about you try this? How about you try that? These days, the producer gives you the beat and now you've got someone in the studio that's behind the controls actually making slightly more creative decisions that you back in the day would have given to like Irvine and people like that. Mm. Yeah. So I just think it's definitely like technology itself is kind of almost like pioneering the movement, mm. the change in the industry roles. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, mm. that is interesting. One of the first hip hop like records that yeah. we've also talked a lot about on this podcast, um, which is Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. That was quite contentious in hip hop itself because they used live instrumentation. Yeah, they played every part, didn't they? Mm. Exactly. And all the other people like DJ Cool Herc and Grandmaster Kaz and like the DJs who were doing it kind of live performance were like, what the hell are you doing to our culture? Mm-hmm. Because they were doing what kind of record labels wanted them to, to do by like producing this record. Yeah. And then as a result, like it's quite clear that sampling and the art of getting recorded audio and putting it in your own composition, like you said, um, that's kind of what hip hop is about. And quite a lot of people find that quite contentious, mm. I think. I think one thing that's quite interesting about that is that like to even say that that's the first hip-hop record you've got to consider the fact that it was such a live movement at the time well that's the thing yeah it wasn't actually a music movement at the time at the time it was Mm. a party movement it was about expression it was about young people kind of having a fucked up environment and this is their way out Mm. of it like they weren't thinking about making records at this time so i think that's why it was contentious because mm. yeah, it was someone it was actually a, it was actually i think it was a white woman who went to a disco show she's heard that uh, the track for the sugar hill gang song or something you guys probably mm-hmm. know more about it than i do um but it was her that went to the show and then went to the producer and said right do this for me and then that's mm-hmm. very yeah. much more commercial than hip-hop ever was so i do understand why where the contentiousness mm-hmm. kind of comes from and also, I guess it sampling in that way probably hadn't been used in a studio environment as much as it would go on to be used. Yeah. And so it would probably naturally lean on the traditional live instrumentation mm. and less um, hip hop performativity as it was in the actual club scenes. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think the only kind of example of sampling pre-hip hop I can fully think of was in like the 40s there was some genre called music concrete and they effectively Mm. just took um, like soundscapes and shit like that and sampled that and made that into music but 
it's contentious whether that's even fucking music. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking mm. like the sound of some wind chimes outside. Like I'm not trying to listen to it on my way to work. <laughs> like fucking like. Uh, but but I think yeah. So it has been about. But yeah, definitely hip hop definitely took sampling and moved it into a direction that I, I think was just kind of like unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also there's quite a lot of debate over like reinvention versus kind of recycling Mm -hmm. so like actually you could even say there's a bit of a racial aspect into why people were so against sampling because when you think about it kind of rock and white genres although rock isn't entirely white i put it in quote marks yeah yeah audience can't see um they cut like people like eric clapton would basically just steal off um like black r&b and blues artists or elvis or elvis and basically make their like songs into they basically just cover artists like glorify cover artists yeah but then when it came to sampling and it was almost arguably a more creative way of reinventing music people were like oh no that's not original you shouldn't be doing that but then kind of still uh glorify these white artists that were doing it so there is also kind of a racial aspect into the contentiousness of it as well yeah Mm. no doubt i've also seen people call it lazy that's something yeah (laughs) no 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 i don't have any of that i'm not having any of it uh, it's not me i was listening to an interview with um jimothy lacoste and i'm not gonna state my opinions on jimothy lacoste but he said that anybody that used sampling in their music is lazy well i think he's a full of shit mate (laughs) fucking honestly that is the most load of biggest load of bullshit i've ever heard my but it's just misunderstanding entirely 100 my sampling is i haven't made a beat in probably the last two years that i haven't composed and used samples i do both because i like the sound of both of them i like the fact Mm -hmm. that i can take some weird ass thing i heard like a shazam once on like in like a bar Mm. and then turn that into my own thing and have my own chords my own drums and whatever and then to say that's lazy i think the amount of time that I've put in mm-hmm. in making music, I think the majority of that is looking for music. It's looking mm-hmm. for yeah. And even if you're not sampling that, you can still say that's looking for influences. Jimothy fucking mm. Lacoste, he got he got influenced by music he listened to and then made music as mm. a result of that. Why am I mm-hmm. not allowed to just take it one step further and take music I listen to and turn it into something that doesn't sound the same? Like Exactly. Yeah. It's a difference of... Because you could have five songs that use the same samples and sound completely different, whereas you might not use samples and want to make a song that sounds like someone else. Exactly. How is that m- less lazy? Yeah. I don't know. 100%. <laughs> no, 100%. Mm. And I think also it it broadened the horizons for what kind of sounds people could use in music. Because like, do you remember mm-hmm. that uh, Public Enemies production team, the Bomb Squad? Um, mm-hmm. They were fucking pioneers purely because they were trying to make a sound that people kind of disliked. And I fucking yeah. love that. I thought that was so cool. Like just taking weird ass sound effects and chucking them in and like, just like the, probably some of the first people to use like sirens, gunshots, like yeah, I was really gonna say. serious not like gritty shit in their music and it just made it slap and i think Mm. people have taken that to a new extent these days like when was the last time you didn't hear like a top 10 track with like a siren in it like Mm. like it happens all the time now and like so it obviously shows air horns as well yeah exactly exactly (laughs) kanye loves a laser 
Oh boy, laser. did he love a laser, yeah. <laughs> in it, in it. But yeah, it's the shit where it doesn't even sound like a beat, really, yeah. until you're hearing somebody on it. 100%. Is that amazing? 100%. That, um, when you said that, that kind of reminds me of um, a lot of the shit, um, the Freddie Gibbs and Madlib shit. Bitch, I've been thugging since the motherfucking 10 speed. Red bone on my handlebars, I like my bitches mixed breed. Feel a Philly Titan with a 20 second stress weed. Because um, mm. a lot of those beats, especially on Pinata, to be honest, he either compresses or filters out so much of the percussion and the drums, he uses the natural rhythm of the sample to provide the rhythm. And Freddie Gibbs' flow is so fucking tight that he doesn't really need a snare drum. Freddie Gibbs mm. could yeah. spit literally to silence <laughs> and you'd hear a beat. Do you know what I mean? Like, that guy's a genius. And fucking yeah. Madlib was the perfect person to produce for him, I think, because he literally mm. took... Um, it's either Harold's or Thuggin, where it, he uses mm. the same track. He chops it up, uses five different clips from the same fucking track. Hardly any of them are that percussive, but it's like some really nice, like xylophony type things but he uses that as the main rhythm and i think that's fucking mm. cool like and that obviously wouldn't mm. be possible without sampling sampling bringing rhythm is a mad idea because drummers mm. back in the day would be like nah nah you can't do that bro like you need a drummer <laughs> like, especially when you think about i guess how sampling progressed within hip-hop so at yeah. first like you were saying with uh, drum breaks at first mostly it was just looping drums yeah and just getting the same sort of sections again and again and then as it progressed out of that period you're starting to bring in more abstract sounds yeah and people are starting to have their own spin mm. on how they're using the samples no doubt and people yeah. are starting to make their own like signature sound mm-hmm. based on what they're taking um samples from yeah when mob deep made um shook ones then basically i was like listening to a thing about it where I think it was Prodigy made the beat, and um, he got this sample of the end of a piano note that mm. was like really quiet in the song, but like quite bassy at the same time, and took that and made that into the bass line. Mental, mm. mental. I didn't. know You would that. never think to mm. make a piano into a bass, mm. but kind mm. of. That's why I think that people who say that sampling lacks creativity or lacks originality is just so ridiculous because like the art form itself is in manipulating the original yeah and making it into something new no doubt well that's yeah. the thing is about bringing your own thing to it but i'm gonna just play devil's advocate here because i'm actually a huge fan of um, mf doom and rza <laughs> but uh-huh. that song books of war yeah he didn't mm-hmm. do anything to that fucking sample he literally looped it put a snare and a kick on mm. it i it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite hip-hop beats of all time don't get me wrong i fucking love that track but i thought mm. the skill in that beat was the fact that he somehow came across some fucking Vietnamese folk song listened to by probably about 30 people on some fucking random island. Like, where the fuck did you find that record? And I think that is so impressive in itself that even though he didn't do anything to it, it works so well when it's a fucking banging song. Right? Yeah. Mm. The skill is not just um, finding the song and then using the song. Mm. It's hearing the song and seeing the potential for it to become something it's else, in your even head. without changing Hearing it. that in your head fully. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's when um, the one with uh, MF Doom did that with uh, World Domination yeah. on 1999 by mm. Joe Bad. I think, mm. Josh, you actually showed me this, that um, he got it from like some... Uh, Fat Albert's Halloween special. 
Fat Albert's Halloween special. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got it from that cartoon, and it's literally just like an interlude sound, like yeah. music bit. And it's like, what are we doing today, Fat Albert? Like, fucking, like, honestly, it's the dumb shit, and you, you know full well MF Doom just munching a fat bowl of cereal, smoking a blunt, being like, I'm going to use that one. Like, like, fucking, but I think that's so sick. I actually think that's so sick. Mm. Yeah, but then you can say that, yeah, part of the art is also, yeah, exactly, finding things like that. And, like, part of it is looking for the sample exactly. itself, exactly. not just the making of the sample. Fully. Mm. I think that idea of kind of hearing something in your head and hearing the potential is such an interesting idea because it reminded me of um, one of... Uh... Oh, it might be nice for what that Drake track, but if it wasn't nice for what, it was a different Drake track. But I remember hearing the one with Lauren Hill. Yeah, but I remember. I don't even know if it was nice for what you know, because I think that that sample was a bit too big. But I remember one guy being like, I was literally just driving on my way to work one day, and I heard a song, and I heard the beat in my head. The second I heard this song on the radio, I was like, boom, know it. Sent it to the fucking mm. OVO guy, Bish Bash Bosh, like he's producer Drake. And that idea, like, just knowing, like, I don't know, that is a mm. skill. It's just about training your ears, I guess. But it's a mixture mm. because it's like a combination of your brain and your ears. You can't just hear it. you got to know, like, how to, how to hear it, I guess. I don't know. Sampling, I don't know if this is something that will get much discussion, exists beyond just the beat, though, as well. In the sense that, like, people... Some people get a lot of shit for this and some people don't. When they sample lyrics in the sense of like maybe taking a flow or taking a few words. Right. It's kind of seen more in terms of like paying respect to the other person yeah, like or just taking that and then making it mm. your own. So like Drake gets a lot of shit for it yeah. whenever he says something that somebody else has said. They always say, oh, Drake's stealing. Yeah. But like um, like Biggie's Hypnotize, mm. I was talking to Jules about this the other day, is taken from Lardy Dardy by nice. Slick Rick yeah, and Dougie yeah, Fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ricky, 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 can't you see? Somehow your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your And like I obviously I weren't alive at the time, or I was maybe just alive. <laughs> so I Bopping don't remember it just But it seems like some people get shit for taking inspiration from other lyrics, and some people are just it gets free reign. Yeah, and I mean Lardy Dardy as well. Like Snoop Dogg on Doggy Style made a song called Lardy Dardy that literally mm. not only is it like the same flow but it's almost like almost the same lyrics but he kind of like replaces some bits to make the story slightly different yeah like it's very close to a cover yeah exactly if not a cover have you guys seen um you must have seen mark ronson's ted talk yeah yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah. sampling and he talks about lardy dardy actually and he talks about mm. it, like how many times it's been sampled like fucking miley cyrus did it or some shit and mm. it just shows yeah i think you're right there's definitely a line um, that line that what is stealing though, I mm -hmm. think until you're big enough for someone to care, I don't see it as ever. I don't, for example, I would never try and clear a single copyright of a sample I use. Ever. Mm -hmm. Like, look, Lauren Hill, you can take me to fucking court. I'll see you there, babes. Like, fucking, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's some great publicity for me. Like, fucking, I don't care. Like, she, just, like, she can try and but, bankrupt me. I've got 38 quid in my bank account, mate. Like, fucking, <laughs> like, I think, so until you're big, 
then mm-hmm. like it's not stealing. But do you think their artist loses credibility for allegedly stealing? Or do you see it as them taking inspiration? I think, for example, you know that song Lucid Dreams uh, by Juice World? Juice World. Yeah, the yeah. guy who died, yeah. yeah. Sting took 75% of all the royalties for that joke. I think Sting is a questionable human being um, for, <laughs> for uh, taking all that money. I just think that's messed up, man. Like, fair enough if you literally took the song and re-released it. But no one's ever done mm. that, and that wouldn't actually be sampling. That would literally just be plagiarism. Like, yeah. I think there is definitely a clear difference between sampling and plagiarism. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think lots of people maybe get that confused now and again. Well, mm-hmm. actually, like, I think it was interesting because sampling laws weren't really a thing till hip hop started. Mm. I think it was De La Soul and Biz Markie made, like, some. I think De La Soul was Three Feet High and Riser. I can't remember which one the Biz Markie album was. But, but basically, because of those albums, all these lawyers started being like, wait, is this stealing? Like, do we have a right to copyright here? And basically made the laws of copy, like music copyright in this sense because mm-hmm. of albums like that. And with something like Three Feet High and Rising, I think like if you, it would basically be impossible to make that album now because you wouldn't be able to, well, you could clear the samples, but it would cost like hundreds of thousands of pounds just to clear the samples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in a way, like, I can see why the people who made the music at that time because something wasn't really like a thing that you knew about would be like has this been stolen from me that like, I wouldn't understand what was going on yeah mm. but at the same time those laws have basically just like hindered creativity so much 100% that it's like kind of ruined the art form it's interesting that earlier you were saying about how it's a slick there's hints of it being like a racial issue on the contentiousness of sampling because also in in other genres like particularly in pop music you've got songs where maybe they're not taking the same exact sounds from each song but they're using mm. the exact same chords in every song like you've got the like the like four chord song or whatever it is yeah. where every like yeah, there's like yeah, 20 yeah, yeah, huge yeah. songs that all just use the same basic chord structure and there isn't any controversy on that really mm. whereas taking a specific section of audio and flipping mm. it and making it your own mm. suddenly becomes controversial. Yeah, although I feel like, for examples of lyrics that were taken, Soldier mm-hmm. Boy's claim that Drake... <laughs> st- he stole my whole fucking flow! Work for work, bar for bar! <laughs> like, when that came out, then I think people were like, does Soldier Boy have a case? And then you could argue that without that like supposed stealing mm-hmm. then um drake might not have made the career that he did make for himself in the end and then drake wouldn't get to that level of popularity and it kind of happened mm-hmm. with matt miller as well i think there was some guy that tried to sue matt miller for 10 million dollars because uh one of the songs on his like early mixtapes kind of blew up that used the sample of this guy and mm-hmm. then he tried to say matt miller is now successful because of me and i want mm. to like claim the money mm. back I was just gonna say it happened to Drake lots of times. I don't, I don't know. Why I'm suddenly an expert on Drake, but it happened to Drake <laughs> with um, Hotline Bling. Do you remember Dram? Yeah, Who, yeah. He had a song called Cha Cha, which is I don't think it's on Spotify or anything. I think maybe due to sampling issues, which is quite funny. But he had a song <laughs> called Cha Cha, um, and the beat is really similar to Hotline Bling. Yeah. Like it's, the the vibe is exactly the same. And Dram like goes on and on about how Drake was like ripping him off with this song. 
but yeah. they don't even use the same samples. I think um, the the biggest like version of this that I know is Marvin Gaye's Estate suing mm. Robin Thicke and Pharrell for Blurred Lines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically, I think in the end, they sued them over the cowbell that's in it and said it was the same as this song. But mm. originally, their case was that Pharrell and Robin Thicke stole the vibe of Marvin Gaye by making this song. Mm. And then Marvin Gaye's estate won the case in the end. And after that, people were kind of like, how are you meant to make music if you can't take influence? You can't, like, take the vibe? That is mad. That is mad. I remember um, earlier when you were talking about uh, the Mac Miller one, saying that yeah. sample. It reminded me of some podcasts I listened to, and uh, this guy, he goes around, interviews people, asks them, like, uh, like, biggest regrets, and then he's like, right, let's go sort it out. And then one of them was this mm-hmm. guy was like, I once <laughs> gave a CD to this bald guy, this bald guy took my CD, never gave it back, sampled every track in it and became Moby. Um, and <laughs> this guy was pissed off. He was like, if I hadn't given... And, then, and, like, and they were asking him, like, but what do you want to say to Moby? Like, what are you going to do? Like, he's famous now. You're not. Big deal. And he's like, I just want my CD back. And then they spend this whole podcast. They fly him to L.A., they gate crash Moby's house to ask him for a CD <laughs> rack that he sampled and became famous with um, all those records off play. Maybe it was 18. And uh, it's a hilarious fucking podcast. But um, it is kind of similar. That guy was just bitter that someone else did something that he could have done, but he didn't because he's not good enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same with that Mac Miller guy. Mm. Like That guy's pissed off that Mac Miller made a better track than he ever could. Like, yeah. mm. do you know what I mean? Just because maybe you had a similar idea doesn't mean you could have done exactly, it as well. Exactly, exactly. Also, that I had one, I had one song that really came to mind. Um, that Heady One song, both um, using yeah. that Ultimate oh, yeah. sample. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sample mm-hmm. has been used so much. Do you remember that Benny Banks freestyle when we were little? Um, it's like chicks hear me on the beat now they want to beat. Maybe not. Fucking banger. <laughs> but um, uh, it was originally a nasty beat. Then Benny Banks spit on it. Then it was actually sampled. The original was sampled from this alternate like '90s house song, yeah. and it's all been like melded in so many different ways. The heady one one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they sampled it or just replayed it on a similar sounding synth because that's what you can do these days. You've got producers yeah. like reproducing other people's beats for like half the price. Like you, J Five got fucked over bare apparently by. Oh, really? being like yo 10 grand for a beat great i'll send you a preview and then that someone will take the preview show it to a different producer they'll be like cool for like 400 quid i'll just remake you this beat um, oh, really? um and then lots of producers get fucked up like if i'm sending out beats to people that are interested i'll literally litter the whole thing with tags because like, yeah. i can't be asked i can't be asked for someone to take my ideas but then that is interesting because I'm also a sampler. Mm. So it's kind of ironic because <laughs> I'm like, I can take other people's ideas, but you can't take my ideas. Like, but at the end of the day, I give out all my beats for free anyway. So fucking, what am I really saying? Like? <laughs> but I think that's also interesting because I think we've also also spoken about this before, that Dr. Dre, when he would make beats, mm. would basically find a sample that he liked and then get session musicians in particular Scott Storch and basically like remake the beat in a studio and mm. he would claim it was so he had better control over the mix but then other people would claim that it was to get around copyright laws mm. so right. I think that's the thing that's definitely been going on for a while to be fair no doubt mm. definitely man definitely 
I think, yeah, man, that's mad. I didn't actually know that. Um, it's quite interesting, the idea of getting session musicians just to replay samples. I quite love that because it's almost going in completely like a full circle. Mm. Yeah. And like, it started off being like, yo, musicians, we don't really need you anymore <laughs> because we've now got all this new technology mm. that allows us to take music that's already been made. But now we're like, hang on, we like the music that's already been made. We want to sample it. But let's just go full band and like, hey, musicians, we need you again <laughs> to recreate all this music that we originally didn't want you for. Like, so uh, it just makes me so excited for like the next 15 years because who knows what technology is going to come out that mm. can yeah. just make anyone... Have you seen those Instagram adverts of that guy? It looked like an awful app, but it was well, like... I'll teach you um, chord progressions. No, it was like you make a beat on your phone by like pressing like pickles. Pickles? Like... Literally like little gherkins, <laughs> and like you like and like and you like. He was like, look, you click dark chord gherkin, and then you click a beat gherkin, and then you pick this, and he's like, and now you're a producer. And I was just thinking like, mate, like give us a break, just take a day off. Like, well, I remember in one of my classes at uni, then um, we got shown this website where basically you would. It would make you music on an algorithm, but you would say, I want this genre and I want the drop to come at this second and I want mm. it to be in this signature and I want it to be this. And you'd like input all the things that you wanted and then this algorithm would make you a song. And like, technically, yeah, you have composed a song, mm. but at the same time, have you composed a song? I think that's just being DJ Khaled, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but DJ Khaled is a lot more old school producer, like, because that's yeah, he's got he's very like a much director the vibe. Kind of thing, yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in answer to your question, Jules, I don't, I don't think that is music putting in numbers. Yeah. No, I just don't. Mm. I don't know. For me, that doesn't count as composition. But the pickles reminded me of like yeah. year seven, like. Garage band making songs off just the preset loops. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. And those Casio keyboards with the sound with effects. The DJ. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, some of them were so good. Oh god, I'm getting nostalgic now. Might have to go and see on eBay how much they cost. You can make some old school ass beats with stuff like that. I think people would rate it as well. <laughs> um, Denial's song, by the way, I think is film. Film, it is. There we yeah. go. Talking about people using other people's beats, at the end of the day, how does that link directly into the sampling is the question. Mm. Because at that point, using someone else's beat to rap on, I would not necessarily consider sampling. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I would consider that more what you're talking about, about like people paying homage. Yeah. Or like, because uh, I remember J. Cole, when he released that track on the Waves beat, yeah. he was like, Joey Bad killed this, but I'm mm. going to you too, or some shit along mm. those lines. Mm. Um, and that was very much a homage thing rather than I'm gonna sample Joey. Life is a balance. You lose your grip, you can slip into an abyss. No doubt, you see these niggas tripping. Ego in charge of every move, he's a star. And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our hearts. He's falling apart, but we deny it. Justifying a half-assed shit he dropped, we always buy it. When he tell us he a genius, but it's clearer lately. It's been hard for him to look into the mirror lately. What it is interesting to consider yeah. is in regards to people saying sampling is lazy 
But because basically what that's implying is just you don't want to do any of the work and you just want to have the success of the song because somebody else has had a successful song. When you're using the same beat, when two people use the same beat and they're making completely different songs, I guess it's showing that it's not lazy because the capabilities... Like the, within the music, there is the capability just on the beat because the beat, even though it's important, mm. is not in hip hop typically the main focus of the song. Yeah. So you have the option. So even when you're using the same beat with the examples that we gave before, like it still has, it's just like a, a blank slate where people can take it in whatever direction they want. So, like mm. Bag Lady is a completely different song to Explosive completely different song and you could even listen to them and not notice that they're the same beat I would say 100% 100% yeah well what's interesting about all of that right is on the whole if you look at the actual processes that make people I don't know not be able to differentiate the different samples used Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's literally just a mixture of like stretching it pitch shifting it Mm -hmm. and (laughs) That's kind of it. Mm. Like, realistically, okay, you reverse it, chop it up, do some cool shit to it. But I do still think that on the whole, a large amount of the edits and stuff, it can be an incredibly creative idea and way to sample, but it's not always going to be the most complex methodology. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like, in that Mark Ronson TED talk, when he makes that beat in front of you from the TED intro, Mm -hmm. he's... He's not doing anything complex mm. at all. Mm-hmm. And you know from the way that he's doing it so smoothly that he'd definitely done it in his bedroom before he came in, mm. so he knew mm. he'd just kind of do it in like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he just literally took a snare from the intro, a kick or whatever, played it, and then fucking whacked some piano on top. Mm-hmm. And that is effectively the methodology of pretty much every single fucking old school like producer these days. Mm-hmm. I think it's just about having your own voice when you do it and doing it in a particular way that people listen to it and they're like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing i just remembered as well not that important but what you were saying before about people stealing beats um in terms of like you send you send off a beat and then somebody else will recreate it there's been examples in the past bryson tiller and maybe j cole i can't remember i think it was j cole where like the producer where j cole just used the same beat but like he didn't know that Bryson Tiller had already used it because the producer just sent the same beat out to a few different oh, people mad. or something like that and then everyone was like oh he's stealing the beat but he's, he just didn't know <laughs> yeah no I do remember seeing that and I think it was on like a genius deconstructed thing with the Bryson Tiller one and then um, he was saying like I know that J. Cole used this and like people send it to me all the time like what's going on here and he mm. was like I think I mean, I watched this a long time ago. I can't exactly remember what he said. I think he was like, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and just hope that he hadn't listened to it. But like, when you mm-hmm. do listen to the two beats, they are basically, they're yeah, like they're... slightly different, but they're basically exactly the same. Mm. Yeah. No, um, shout out. Uh, this producer went to my school called Jay Blue. Um, he's doing bits now. He's produced Krepton Conan, fucking some, uh, Baft- he's doing bits, like, at mm. studios out in New York, like, serious. Mm-hmm. He once produced a beat for some Highgate kids. Mm-hmm. And we were like, this beat is so sick, blah, blah, blah. And then Michael sends me a track and he's like, yo, have you heard this really old Octavian thing? And I'm like, fuck, that's the same beat. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then, and, I've never asked him about it because I don't know. I just you just thought you'd out him on air. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's funny. It's funny you say that because all of um, 
my mates from that same school that have a lot less shame than me mm-hmm. fucking littered the SoundCloud comments on that track being like, I swear this is an Octavian beat. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't quite bring myself to do it, but it does happen. It does happen. Like, fucking, yeah, man. I don't know. It's, just, it's such a weird one. I think if I saw someone using my beat, I would probably be more likely to be happy rather than pissed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what, yeah. what what we were talking about with Jamaica before is it's like something that is so common in Jamaica where there's just one beat that will go around and then everybody will go yeah, on. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm. No, in, um, I don't know how related this is, but someone was telling me about in, I think it's in Cuba and a few other countries kind of surrounding in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. A lot of the way that all of their music gets circulated is on cassette tapes that mm. like uh, reggaeton artists play and they give them to the taxi drivers. And the taxi drivers are the people taking fucking everyone everywhere because that's like one of the main like, runners of the economy. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get your shit to blow up, you effectively need a cassette and you need to know a taxi driver. That No, that's so interesting because that's like the equivalent for them of radio play. Well, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, 100%. And then that just gets into everybody's mind and then that's why everybody has to use it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Quick sample that just came to my mind um, that I'm just like, fuck, maybe one of my favourite all time. Kanye West sample on Champion, the Steely Dan mm. sample. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Oh, the way he chops that is so simple, but he does that so beautifully. Honestly, I think that's fucking one of the best use of samples. Shout yeah. out Kanye. He just fucking the god of fucking samples. To be fair, yeah. yeah, Kanye was one of those ones where like his early career is literally just like him being ridiculously good at sampling. Mm. Like, how much time do you honestly think? Yeah, he just spent listening and listening and listening to music. Like mm. that was just his life, and like, I respect that so much. Yeah, mm. and I think I've like li- like watched a lot of things about Jay Z basically just saying that he would just listen to like soul samples every day, all day, mm. and then yeah. just make beat after beat every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to pose a controversial question. Oh, oh go God, for it. mate. We, we love him around here. <laughs> it might not even be controversial. Who do you think had a bigger impact on sampling of Kanye or Jay Dilla? Jay Dilla. Probably Jay Dilla. Okay, then. Jay, Jay Dilla. Dilla. Right then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I just think just because um, because of the time in which he was at, mm-hmm. Jay Dilla was the first person to truly pattern the NPC. And if yeah. Kanye was about when the NPC came out, Fair enough, maybe it could have been Kanye. Mm. But Jay Dilla was the first person to be like, no, nah, this is my instrument now, baby. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> he took it. <laughs> like, it, it, it was his, it was his. Mm. Yeah. But, my my argument was exactly the same as Jack. That's fair. Yeah. Wasn't as controversial as I thought then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's not to say that Kanye Oh no, it's not like, belittling his, his impact. Yeah, like I would actually say that Kanye, like there's an argument as to whether mastering like is there as much skill to master an NPC as there is to master say like guitar or drums or whatever and you could say that Jay Diller and Kanye have mastered the NPC or mastered the sampler as much as maybe not as much but like you could compare some it to violinist or master- something or Jimmy yeah or like even yeah, Jimi yeah, Hendrix yeah. with the guitar mm-hmm. like yeah, you could yeah, compare yeah. it and say it's the same kind of mastering of their instrument mm-hmm. yeah and I think Kanye did a lot for sampling 
um, so you can't, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to give them credit. It's almost more impressive because there's endless amounts of sounds that you could get from sampling. So there's endless possibilities for manipulation and changing things. Mm-hmm. Whereas, as much as you can make a lot of noise with an instrument, there is a limit to it. There is a physical limitation mm. of the instrument. No doubt. I think it's quite interesting though because that kind of relates into what music people are trying to listen to these days. I was in a studio a couple of weeks back um, chatting to this engineer mm-hmm. um, and he's recorded like a few big people. He recorded one of Pop Smoke's tracks um, off of the most recent album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's done quite a lot of shit. He recorded Mist's first mixtape and he said mm. he gave this mixtape to Mist. It was like mixed perfectly. And Miss mm-hmm. went, nope, don't like it. Sounds way too clean. Mm. He's like, so clean. He's mm. like, fuck it up for me. Give it back to me. <laughs> this guy literally had to take a whole album, distort the fuck out of it, add overdrive, all this shit, because people do not want that clean, that perfect mm. sound anymore. Yeah. And sampling fits into that so perfectly well, because like, what, where am I getting my samples from? Fucking YouTube to MP3. Mm. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really finding like wave files and finding the cleanest sample ever, because I really don't yeah. care. Mm. To the end of it, I would have added enough stuff that who cares do you know what I mean mm. that's the same as I remember someone telling me about um, you know DJ Fresh when he made that song Louder mm. yeah that came out like a few years ago he sent it to like a mixing engineer or a mixing producer and um, they basically gave like it's the same kind of thing it was like really distorted like kind of not correct in the in the yeah sense of the term mm-hmm. but um the mixing engineer gave it back to him like what was deemed the right thing to do and he was like this sounds terrible now so we yeah. just put out the distorted version mm. and that's the one that blew up mm. yeah no that reminds me a bit of um you know uh fight the power by public enemy was created for spike lee mm-hmm. they produced it for do the right thing mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. the original track for fight the power was um completely different to what the original track that came out because by the end of it they realised the kind of gravity of the whole song and the situation mm-hmm. and they were like no we need to make this even more aggressive more abrasive more just like attacking like really want to slap yeah. your eardrums with it mm. so then when all those really poignant moments in that film if I don't know if both of you seen it yeah. but there's some real fucking serious like heart-wrenching moments in that fucking film mm. and the pain in Fight the Power mm. really really adds to it and it's like a constant without the uh, throughout the film as well like exactly and the sampling with well that song would be nothing without like the sampling and like them mm. shouting through megaphones and there'd be sirens and gunshots and fucking cars fucking you know like everything i mm. don't know yeah in terms of favorite hip-hop sample yeah uh i don't know if it's my favorite but story of oj sampling nina simone mm. i quite sick. like because so sick the whole I'm trying to remember which uh, Nina Simone song it is, actually. Let me just find it real quick. Four Women. Four Women. By Nina Simone. Basically, like, Four Women is about kind of Nina Simone's, like, racial struggles. And mm-hmm. the whole story of story of OJ is kind of similar. 
So he took the sample, but he also took the theme. Mm. Yeah. And then with that mu- the music video as well on mm. top of Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. And like you can hear when you listen to four women, you can hear like vocal chops. Like you hear her say a note and you'll be like, oh, that's that part of Story of Ocean. Yeah. Right. House nigga, don't fuck with me. I'm a feel nigga with Sean Cutlery. Go play the quarters where the butlers be. I'ma play the corners where the hustlers be. I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood. That's your mama renting. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. But the whole, it's just consistent throughout. So I feel like that is. And it sounds one of my like favorites. That's one where he hasn't even done that much to the sample. From yeah, my memory. 100%. It sounds so similar, but he just it's just. chopped it nice. Mm. Yeah, just chopped it really, really nicely. Mm. Mm. That was a very good answer. The song I was thinking of, Domo Genesis song. Coming mm-hmm. back, I think. Oh yeah, Matt one with Matt Miller. Yeah. That Jill Scott Scar sample they use, I absolutely love it. Honestly, mm. I just think that yeah. Jill Scott sample is so smooth. I really like it when people get like I think someone mentioned this earlier, but where they get vocals, but since they like filter them or do something else, it actually mm. adds like slightly more of like a melodic layer as opposed to like any kind of lyrics or anything mm-hmm. like that. Well, I know that um, one of Jay Diller's techniques was he would basically. For the chorus and the intro, he would play like an unfiltered version of the sample, and then in the verse, he'd play a low pass filter, so he'd like cut off all the high ends and like right, yeah, make yeah, it sound yeah, like yeah. Uh, drowned out kind of yeah. for the verse. So that when you rapped over it, then kind of you were paying attention to the rapper, mm-hmm. and then when it came back into the chorus, it kind of mm. brought back all the like mm. all the other stuff. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Something. Yeah, yeah. Interesting in relation to what Josh was saying of like turning the vocals into the beat is like with um, Jesus Walks by Kanye, like so yeah. much of the noise in that song is actually um, voices that you don't even really realize. Like it sounds like a- how a cappella groups do, like, mm. um, what's the word? will like make a beat out of the noises they're making. Yeah, and, yeah, fully. And Kanye just like put. I think he's got like um, John Legend in there, like just making noises, and then he puts auto tune on it to make like the bass line throughout the song. Yeah, he did something mad with that song. I can't remember. It's mental how, because at the end of the day, like the voice is such a percussive and rhythmic instrument. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, just the other day, I was making some music with um, Ben, uh, Ben Hodgson, Mm. and. we were making, I was trying to make like some kind of Blanco type beat beat where I had like kind of Sammy vibes in the back. Mm-hmm. And we literally just got Ben to go like, like I don't know, some random shit, but then we just turned that into MIDI. We nudged it around a bit and then we literally had a drum beat that we made out of his voice. And yeah. these days you can do that so quickly. Like it's a bit mad because it's effectively anything you can think that you can get out of your mouth. Mm. You can turn into like a. You can just effectively turn that into a series of ones and zeros, which makes music. Mm. And you have that with people like. Um, is he called Reggie Watts? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's probably a good yeah. example of that. But and also um, with uh, FKJ and Tom Mish with that "Losing My Way" song, like the whole thing is based on like, Tom Mish doing exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I like that song. <laughs> I've actually used that sample bare. You know, it's such a nice. Oh, yeah, layer I remember you sending a, me that. Yeah, it's such a nice layer to have in the background. You can literally add it to anything, and if you put on a bit of stereo delay to it, it's like. Chica, chica. <laughs> it's so sick. It's sick. It's sick. <laughs>
Should we go to recommendations? Yeah. Recommendations. I actually have two in mind this week. Ooh. That's how prepared I am. I hope neither of them are mine, but that's calm. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them is Disclosure's new album, which came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like I chat about Disclosure so much on here that yeah. all I need to say is it's sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other one is um, Amine's new album. This is Britney Spears when she was bald, nigga. Punky niggas way before they was punk, nigga. Smoking Ashton Kush, so I calm down, nigga. We don't want to hear your mixtape, my nigga. I fade niggas like barbers. I got more pressure in my palms than Arthur. Man, it's like when Fergie peed her pants. That's when Honey used to dance. Matt Barnes versus Derek Fisher caught you niggas. Mm. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Amina's new album. Mm. Which I wrote uh, a piece I've, about on I read um, that piece. ABSJ. And so I've never been a massive fan of Amina, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, I always thought he was a very talented artist, never been a massive fan. Mm-hmm. I am going to check out this whole album because lots of people told me it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. your Instagram post and I really wanted to comment, Amina's shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just, once again, I'm learning to hold my tongue in like this. <laughs> so I didn't. But I will check it out because I've heard really, really good things about this album. I would yeah, say yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. his most consistent um, body of work. Like, yeah. the rest of them have had patchy bits and I think this one's actually really good mm. yeah uh, my recommendation I don't know if people say parallel or parallel but I think it's probably oh, it's parallel yeah I was gonna say parallel because I, I think his this whole thing is parallel theory ah yeah so um yeah I've seen that I think it's parallel so par- the new parallel tape um soundboy recommended to me for by someone Joe. for someone who doesn't know who or what parallel is quickly yes. explain a few sentences okay He's a producer. I'm probably not the best person to say it because this is my f- this is my introduction to him. Right. So this would be okay. a good introduction to you, uh, for yeah. you to him. He's a producer. Takes quite varied noises. So we've got in terms of features on here, you've got Green Tea Peng, um, Louis oh, Culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who. Oh, Lord Apex, and then a couple oh, other people. Um, yeah. So very very like UK sounds. Yeah, yeah, But also yeah. like UK mixed with kind of like Sick. sound let system type, culture let me type that in right now how do you spell it is it p p dash r yeah yeah i found him i found him it's called um, sound sound boy it's sound not boy. yeah it's not very long do you have any but it's really look yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, good oh, yeah yeah i'll just like a couple and then just get some later <laughs> um, so mine sleepy hello present sleepy for president Okay. This guy, he's like, he sounds a little bit like Pop Smoke, but he's a lot more melodic. Kind of mm-hmm. sings on his beats a mm-hmm. bit. You guys might know a track called Flows, Chef mm-hmm. G and Sleepy Hollow. It was really famous. You just know it when you heard the beat, the beat, the sample. God, that sample. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard an album that I wouldn't skip a single track in a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. Honestly, so sick. And good, mm. good features, good production, everything mm-hmm. about it is just good. Love nice. <laughs> That's a glowing review. Yeah, yeah honestly. Review. Yeah, I should write for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> this album was really good. <laughs> track one to track eight, like track twelve, it was just good. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I heard you're doing internships. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. Well, I think that concludes the episode. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We no, had a lovely thank time. you. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to. Uh, well, convince you guys to let me come on again in the future, but only once you're all famous. Of course. Um, yeah. Do you have anything um, to promote before you go? Oh, as well? maybe actually. Um, I've got so uh, if anyone knows anybody that wants to learn how to produce music or audio engineer, I'm mm-hmm. the man to talk to. I'm starting some work at some schools, blah blah blah, all this shit. Mm-hmm. I can record you. I can get you in studio. I got beats, but fuck beats. I hate sampling. <laughs> it's boring. Um, 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 but yeah, no, no. Honestly, um, anyone that wants to make some music, just give me a shout. Mm-hmm. I'll pay people for guitar riffs, by the way, as long as they're really dark. Um, <laughs> bro, just you know, actually, one thing to mention: if you go on Reddit, yeah, and you just go on like certain forums. You'll find so many free samples. So bits. I've got, I've made my own a Reddit stream of every single perfect subreddit. It's got the mentalist samples. I occasionally got it. There's one called Quiet Storm, sick. Silky Smooth Music, sick. Dark Soul, sick. <laughs> Mate, trust me, been there, done that. Been doing it for seven years. Um, <laughs> fucking like. <laughs> God, Jules. Um, You're old news, um, bro. <laughs> but I will send you my link for that meta Reddit because it's sick. It's fucking sick. Nice. Sometimes you just hear songs that you just want to listen to and you don't even want to sample yeah Mm. fair enough well alright well peace out until next time thank you very much everyone (laughs) that's fucking jokes had such a good time Um, I'm glad to hear it um, yeah nice I can't wait to um, see how it all comes out and I hope I didn't fuck up this recording because I'm pretty sure the levels are a bit like all over the place but (laughs) um, luckily um, hopefully at least one of us knows something about audio Um, (laughs) (laughs) probably me (laughs) alright cool yeah Uh, yeah yeah alright perfect alright nice one peace lots of love lots of love lots of love